Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 90. This week, an unbiased approach to choosing a property development course. Yes, in full disclosure, we are in the business, but this is going to be a very objective approach. Is that how I say that? Very objective approach as to what you need to look for when you're considering doing a property development course. So let's jump into episode 90. And welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast, episode 90. Today, Bob and I will be unpacking an unbiased approach and what you need to look for when you're choosing a property development course. So, thanks, Bob, for uh, being here for yet again. For rocking up again. For rocking up on this beautiful Sunday morning. We're doing this actually. Mm, beautiful yeah, it's Sunday a great morning. Day. Yeah. So, Bob. Unbiased approach. An unbiased approach. We'll start with the, the why, and we'll let to address that we're in the business, so you can yeah, go Yeah, okay, look, we are in the business of development, property development, education, courses, mentoring programs, but look, totally unbiased. Let's just look at it very objectively. So I'm not going to talk about us or what we do or our programs or anything. It's all about you if you're thinking about getting a course and the sort of things that you need to know and understand and look out for the questions you need to ask. That's what it's about. And I guess the first question is, I mean, do you really need to do a course? What do you think? I think when it comes to property development, people probably would be best to do a property development course, mainly because of the amount of money that can be lost. And I suppose the amount of people that that I've spoken to, the feedback, they might have tried one or two on their own and they wish they'd done a course prior because they either A, leave money on the table or B, they make mistakes and they're just frustrated. Mm. And that's probably on a... A few times a week that I would have a very similar conversation to that. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. There, there's these days there's lots of information about things on the internet, of course, and you can go trolling through that, and you, and you should to get a bit of a feel. But as you just said, a lot of money to be made in property development, a lot of money to be lost if you don't do it right, and you're not necessarily going to get the detail that you need to know. And and see, I'll story. When you're starting out, you don't know what you don't know, so you might think you know, uh, but you but you haven't got it. And for the little bit of money that a course costs, uh, considering the money you could make or could lose, it, it just makes it's just sensible. Yes, really, on the scheme of things, it's such a small amount. It's not like you're doing uh, a cooking course to get better at cooking, or hmm. you know how to how to fix something yeah. in your car. It is this <laughs> property development makes a truckload of money, and hmm. if the investment that you are uh, not prepared to put into yourself to learn mm. to do it correctly. It just doesn't make sense, really. No, no. And that, that, that gets you through your first project. But, I mean, knowledge knowledge is what you have forever. So mm. by having a course at the beginning, hopefully, uh, you'll get through okay. And, uh, and, and you know, realistically, Bob, there, there, you can Google a lot of things. And, mm. and people are so willing to help. So people will give uh, some advice. <laughs> but the thing with adv- advice, it's not necessarily always correct. No, you've got to watch where you get the advice from. There's plenty of advice. Everyone wants to give advice. Oh, yeah, and in and, and the most genuine way. Yeah. Generally, I would mm, say in the mm. most... Sometimes people want to give advice because they want to be seen as an authority, and so it makes them look good if they're telling you, but it's just, you know, what's that level of experience? Where is it coming from? What's the reason behind that? There's a lot more to that. Yeah, there is. So let's just have a look about uh, a course. Okay. You know, what... What sort of things are we looking for in a course? And I guess I, I would go to the author, whoever wrote the course or supposedly wrote it in, in some cases. 
people that are marketing, of course, never actually wrote it. Mm. I, I, I do know that some people have gathered the information from a few uh, other people's courses and almost got a, basically a ghostwriter to put something together. Yep. Uh, so so my, one of my first questions would be, are, are you a property developer? In other words, the creator of the course, the author, if you like, are they a genuine property developer? Mm. And, and not just, uh, you know, somebody else. I, I mean, I've seen workshops run by accountants uh, who are specialists in a particular area, but it's, it's a micro area. You know, it's taxation and structure in regards to property development. That's their area of expertise. What about the other 95%? Mm. Well, you know, they probably grab people, you know, off the shelf like an architect and something and everyone else. But, that, you know, that's that. We've got lawyers doing property development courses. I, I think it's really important that the course be written by a developer who's got something of a track record. Mm. And, but, of course, how do you know? But can you ask? Is that a question you can ask, Bob? I'd like to think so. Mm. Um, it's all about due diligence. You know, I'd, I'd like, if I was out there buying a course now, uh, and, you know, obviously I'd do a lot of Googling, see who's out there, see who's got courses, uh, I'd, I'd want to know if they are property developer. But what would really help, I think, would be really important, can I talk to that person? Mm. The person that wrote it, the, the, the promoter of it, the author of it, whoever that is, can, you, can I actually talk to them on the phone about their course? And about them, I could ask them, you know, some questions about their history, how long they've been around, all that sort of stuff. As done. opposed to just talking to a salesperson. Bob. Oh, well, that, that's that probably what, you what you're going to get in yep. most cases. Uh, you're going to get somebody else, not the person that wrote it. And and I would honestly want to talk to the person who wrote it. If mm-hmm. I, and, and look, um, it, it might be that you touch base with somebody first who, who might qualify you to see if you're genuinely interested that you've got the money and you want to do a course, and then... Uh, perhaps set up a time to have a 15-minute a chat even to the to the author. But I wouldn't be interested if I couldn't do that, to be honest. Mm. Like, I, I just don't want to be sold to by some slick salesman because we know how salespeople work and nothing against salespeople. But, but that is their job. That's their job and that's how they make money. They get a commission, so they're out there to sell. And, you know, they, they've always got a, a counter answer for everything you say. So they'll ask you a question you'll have an answer and then they know, well, okay, if they say that, then, then I come Down back with list, this. Down say that. <laughs> and if they say that, then I come back with this. And, and before you know it, you bought yourself a course. And, and you know, that's, that's the way it works. But yep. that, to me, that's important uh, to, be able to, to be able to do that. What's number two for you, Bob? I mean, it's all about due diligence, isn't it, at the end of the day? Due diligence, not only with property development, but with the property development course that you're doing. So yeah. what sort of due diligence would you need to do for a property development course, Bob? Well, two parts of that. One, one's the author, yep. which we sort of talked about, that, to know that they really are a property developer. Can you actually speak, speak to that person? And you can do your own due diligence. You can Google their name and see what pops up. Um, some, some, someone told me once a good thing to do is put somebody's name down and put the word scam after it. Not, not to suggest they're scammers, uh, but that, that sort of can open a door for people really? that maybe don't have a good reputation I'm in the marketplace uh, for whatever reason. You know, sometimes it opens up, um, you know, sometimes there's forums or even websites I've seen built uh, where people have been really unhappy about what they've gotten and have actually started up a, a website. And, no, anyway, actually, that reminds me of a story. I went to that event uh, probably about two months ago, maybe oh, maybe less than that. Mm. There was a, an event not far from here, and it was around um, money, mindset, prosperity, that sort of thing. And I'm interested in that, so I'll go to that sort of thing. And obviously, it was a big pitch fest, and I get that. You know, you have you, you've gone to an event; it was free, so mm. I'm figuring they're going to be selling something, and that's fine. Yeah. And and if I was interested, and I thought that that was good, I would have gone for it. I lo- I love to learn, and I I'm excited about stuff like that. 
and anyway and the, at the end I realised it wasn't really for me but I walked out and there was a girl out the front there's probably about 100 people there there's a girl out the front and she's on her phone and she goes oh my goodness have you looked the, this um, guy up oh, I remember you telling me that and he and it just had all this terrible stuff about scamming underneath but mm. oh, and it was, wasn't just one there was a lot there and mm. a lot of complaints you're always going to get the odd Objector. Oh, of course, no and, and they could be. You well, they could be planted by your competition. <laughs> but you could, they could be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens, I'm sure. Yeah, but, I'm sure but that was funny when when um, yes when you talk talk to that person. And he said yeah. I could have a phone call with him for three thousand dollars, and I th- and, he's, and, the, and then I thought well you could have a phone call with me for three thousand dollars if you like. But I was like okay, I'll get back to you. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that that's sort of funny in a way because somebody did the due diligence at the event. Yes, I mean, afterwards. They knew who was running the event. Why, did they, why didn't they do it earlier and, and yeah. you know, stayed home that night? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. But, but to be fair, I didn't either. But no. I, got, I got something out of that. Mm. I, there was some there was some motivation in there for me, and I, you know, I I realised what I was that they would be, you know, trying to mm. sell something. Mm. And, and it had it, you know, like I said, had it yeah. worked, I would have been in. Yeah. So so back to the to me, the two components: the yeah. person that, that created the course and the course itself. So so that person. I mean, how long have they been a developer? How yeah. long have they been around? I, I think that's relevant because there's periods within the marketplace where, honestly, my dog could make money out of property development, you mm. know, because things are just running so smoothly and values are going up. And, you know, we've had that. Uh, like post-GFC has been relatively easy. Uh, and having done it for 40 years, I, I've got a good spread of time to, to know tough markets um, and how they work. We, we haven't seen a tough market no, since the GFC anyway. But, but longevity is... It, is something how do they go you know did they survive because the thing is you know property development things can go wrong uh things don't always go exactly to plan but if you've if the author has been around for a long time then they've probably been through lots of situations you know of perhaps a builder going broke high interest rates you know high in, high inflation uh, you know all sorts of things have gone on and they probably well, shouldn't have survived because they're still going uh and so they can, they'll have those answers and that can mm. be reflected in the course as well. That whereas somebody maybe recently uh, come on the scene, it's been relatively easy, uh, you know, and, and, you know, they don't, they don't have that, that knowledge, they haven't been in a, in a street fight, so to speak, you know. Mm. They've just been reading boxing magazines. So, yeah, that, um, how many, what's the dollar value of their projects too? Because that, that's got a bit to do with longevity as well. I mean, how many projects have they done? They might have been... a they might have done, done their first project 20 years ago, but they've only done five. Uh, uh, you know, why is that? Did they go off and drive taxis for a while? I don't know. That's why I'd, be, that's why I'd particularly like being able to talk to the person. Mm. I mean, you can ask these questions to the salesperson, but they're probably not going to have the right answers or, or there'll, be a, there'll be a response from them that'll get you off that track and back onto something else, you know. Mm. Um, I actually recently saw a new entry into the property development space who had a project, uh, sorry, who ha- has created a small course and I know for a fact they're halfway through their first project and haven't even finished one yet. Really? I don't even know. You'll have to tell me who that is later. Oh, later. But, <laughs> you, know, look, you know, it's a free, free country. Anybody can, can mm. start a course. But this is why before you throw your good money in, you need to, to do all that, all that sort of due diligence. And I, and I guess, I mean, the ability to ask questions because some courses, here it is, you've got it, bingo, great. Uh, but you're off. Oh, you mean on like once you've purchased the course, mm. do you have the opportunity to ask questions? Yes. Yeah, and because as detailed as something is, you like it's hard to, or it could be further on, and they need to know that uh, that answer now. Because you know how the brain works. If you've got a question, yeah. it can actually stop your learning. Mm. You can get confused. Yeah. Although you know they could have bought a course six months ago, and now they're they're seriously into a project or looking at one, and they've got a question. Is there any opportunity to ask a question? 
Yeah. That's number one. And yes or no, I mean, that that could be, it could be, there might be some Q&As, for instance, uh, that go on. It could be a Facebook site where you can go on and and talk to other other students who've done the course. You know, so is there some opportunity to be able to ask questions? And I guess I'll qualify that even further. Is it if it is a Q and A? Is it live? Oh yes, it must be a live Q and A because an unlive, like a non-live, unlive, <laughs> dead, a dead Q and A. If it's pre-recorded, it just means that that person who's doing the Q and A. N- is going to choose questions they know the answer to. So by being able to yeah. ask a live question and trust in its answer is really vital. Yeah, yeah, because firstly they may have made up the question because they know the answer or or the questions might have come in by email or whatever and they've got plenty of time for either themselves or somebody else to come up with the answer mm. and then so they just record it and you can do takes and retakes, you know, mm. when you get it wrong and you end up getting a, a pre-recorded Q&A, which has some value. Yes. Because there's a question and there's an answer, so it's not useless. But, but you know, it's sort of like contrived, I guess you could say. So I'd li- I, I love, personally, live Q&As. Mm. Uh, just totally off left field. Even when we do our live workshops, you know how people can jump up and ask questions. You know, that, I love that sort of stuff. But anyway, that's me. Uh, and the same, you know, perhaps a Facebook forum or something like that where you can get on and ask questions and that it's monitored by the person that's monitored often it needs to be monitored to a degree because you do get some strange people on facebook's but but it might be a closed facebook for instance for the people who've done the course and that that to me is better because you've got probably a higher level of person in in it because at least they've done a course Yes. Oh, yeah. Just a free Facebook site. It's mm. Just anybody. Remember, everyone's punching themselves to look at, at their best. I mean, we don't ever go on there and look rubbish, do we? No, no. We try not to. And yeah, so that's. And also, you've got to be a little bit careful on types of forums as to who actually answers, mm. because some people just love to answer to to see their own post, or they feel really helpful. You know, they want to feel helpful, but they mightn't have the experience to really give you the right answers. Mm. And quite often, you're better off going to an expert to get the answers. Like I, I saw a post once on the Facebook site and it was a question about the st- a structural engineering design on some townhouses somebody was doing. And they had a question about the structural engineering design. I mean, seriously, that's not the stuff you put on a Facebook. What do you do? Well, why don't, why don't you ring up the structural engineer who designed it and ask them? Mm. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, so. but, they're, they're, but they're all important. But anyway, you know, a, a lot of that is about the author, if you like, of the course. Mm. But what about the course itself? Does it have checklists? Does it have downloadable? Does it have templates to follow? That sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Or how is it put together? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I guess, how detailed is it? Mm. Because we have seen some courses that are, you know, they're relatively inexpensive. Of course, you often get what you pay for. No, actually, you often don't get what you pay for. But but, um, uh, not not the detail that you need. Mm. You know, too, too general... Uh, to sort of big picture stuff, and and that that can happen. So I want to know the detail because there is a there's a lot of steps in property development. Uh, I mean, you could take the like if you like, you could do the the big you know the six or nine steps. You know, find a site, do your due diligence, do your feasibility, get your development permit, get your building permit. You know, get it built, get it sold. You know, that's I don't know how many steps that was, but obviously there's a lot more detail than that. Mm. You know, how do you find a site? Oh gosh, there's a there's a whole methodology behind that, and uh, as well, you know, there could be like twelve or fifteen steps behind that, you know, and so detail, detail is important because you can't miss things mm. in property development. 
And, and also, Bob, when you talk about that, how is it presented? Because some people prefer to learn by hearing. Some people prefer to learn by seeing. Hmm. Some people prefer to learn by reading. Like, how is this? Yeah. Inf- is that available in every modality that uh, that supports the way that you need to take information in? Yeah, that's important. Because yeah. even you and I are different. In totally way. different. I mean, I'm not audible. You're, you're very audible. Yeah, I need to hear stuff. Mm. And you need to write, you like to see I, I, I stuff. I need to see stuff yeah. or I, I visualise in diagrammatic form. Mm. So often you read something to me and I, and I say, oh, look, um, c- can you just give me the copy or... Or he'll say, oh, could, I'll read it to you. And I'll be like, perfect. I might write it and say, can you read this back to me? Yeah. Because yeah, I can hear it. Mm. When I've written it, I can't necessarily. Yeah. It's not as, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm after? So it's clear mm. rather than when I hear mm. it. So when it comes to a course, if it's just written, does that work for you? If it's video, does that work for you? How is it? Is or are all of the learning styles? Coloured? I think you need to have them all there. Yeah. Like for me, I just talk about me, but I know there's lots of people like me. I like to watch the video because the video is two things: it's visual, but it's also audible because I'm listening to the person who's got you know, teaching me. I'm listening to them mm. and I'm seeing them. I therefore sort of in a way relating to a person. Uh, and and they're saying stuff and I'm hearing it. And then also, from a visual point of view, there might be things that might come up on the screen. Mm. You know, some dot points about what they're talking about, whatever it is. That That's really good for me. I'm probably never going to go and read the script of that, uh, but some people I know do. Mm. But also the audible side. I mean, I might uh, have the audio, say, off the videos, and I could listen to that when I'm driving or in the train on the way to work or at the gym or, you know, whatever I'm doing. So I will use Audible sometimes to reinforce what I've already seen. Mm. I mean, podcasts are like that too, eh? I mean, you know, you can jump on YouTube and watch this podcast. You can get on. You know, it reminds me of there's somebody I know, can I say his name? Kyle has listened to the course so many times. He, has the, he reckons he can recite it. He probably can. Yeah. You know, He's that, pretty detailed. Yeah, yeah. So I think having it in all modalities, at least the three you mentioned, is important. That's another thing I think you should look for in in the course when you're out there. Mm. So, and although I said it needs a lot of detail, it also needs to be easy to follow. And succinct, like detail but succinct but not waffle, if you know what I mean. Mm. Not unnecessary confusion and it needs to be stepped out in a way that... Sequential. Yeah, properly, like follows on. Mm. One thing follows another, follows another. And that takes... Having a couple of years ago, we launched a different program, a membership mm. program, and that was my first actual time of recording an online course myself. Mm. And crikey, that takes a lot of practice to get that right. It's different to having a podcast where we can jump all over the place. Mm. It does take a lot of work to be to get it correct, to get it in a way that people need to hear it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it is way more strategic than you think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so. that, that impacts how people will take that information on. Like mm. if Bob and I are sitting here talking about this now, it's different. We're not teaching you something. We're having a discussion. But if we were teaching you something and we jumped back up and jumped back down, mm. it just gets messy for the brain and your brain gets yeah. confused. And that actually comes back to the person's ability to be able to teach Mm. Because there's people that have a head knowledge and they know all the facts, they can't always relay them properly mm. in a coherent, easy-to-understand language that sort of fun. way. And, and I don't think we've even... That is so true. Because if you're not a natural teacher, one, you can become frustrated 
if it's live, different for a course mm -hmm. that we're talking online, but somebody teaching live can become frustrated if they're somebody like who is impatient or <laughs> doesn't have, um, just doesn't have that level of tolerance mm. or can't articulate well enough that mm. people can understand them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it's this balance between having the detail, which is important, mm. make, making it easy to understand uh, and have that ability to transfer that. Sequentially. To, sequentially, but yeah, and to transfer that across via a video to a, a, a watcher, a viewer. Yes, yeah. And there's a few parts there, and some people have some skill and not others, mm. and it sort of is fragmented somewhat if you've got all of them if that person's got all of them then it comes over like that and i think that's important but the thing is like, like you often don't know that until you've bought it yes true um but which is why ideally you want to talk to that individual who wrote the course and not a slick salesperson yes because you can gauge from talking to that person you can ask them questions you know you can get a, a really good feel for that individual and their passion for teaching mm. um because you can ask questions like, why did you get into it? Mm. Or, you know, if you in the old one I get occasionally, like, because we still develop properties, of course, as well as teach. But if you if you develop it, why you bother teaching it? You know, isn't, isn't teaching for people that failed at, you know, doing it? Mm. Like a lot of university professors or whatever, you know. Nothing against the university professors. No, not at all. <laughs> no. My answer is simply you can do both, but yeah. anyway. And so what about, and, and that, does it combine, you know, what comes with the online mm. course, apart from the ability to ask questions, does it come with extra? Does it come with any live training? Like what else does it come with? And what does, yep. you know. What do you get for your money? Like, Yeah, that, I think that's it. What do you get for your money? And, and remember a classic Bob saying, money is what you pay, value is what you get. So what do you get? What mm. value are mm. you getting for this investment in yourself? Mm. Yeah. And so these days, courses are pretty well video-based. Yes. I think the days are gone when you just get a, um, you know, a couple of manuals and some CDs, <laughs> which is what I did when I started out because that's the way it was done. Yes. So you've got video content. Okay, that's great. But what else is there? Mm. And I'd, I'd like to see some downloadables that come with it. For instance, um, uh, things like checklists. Yeah, I said that before. I said check yeah, you did. checklists and flowcharts yeah, and, all that. and um, like templated documents mm. so you would know what something look like, yeah. what looks like, what you actually need to get, what you need to yeah. do. Yeah, I think that supports the video learning. So yes. if in, in the video learning the, the person's talking about, um, let, let's just say, I'll make, oh, what will I do? Okay, finance, let's say. And they're talking about, well, you know, at, at this point you need commercial finance, so you'll need to get a commercial valuation from a commercial valuer. Well, it would be good if I could look at what one of those looks like, for yes. instance. Yep. Or, you know, whatever it is. Because remember, we think in pictures as well. Yeah. So when you think you see something in a picture, yeah. so that... It allows your brain to go, oh, yeah, <sighs> relax, Yeah, understand. because some, somewhere along the line, as a developer, you're going to have to, you know, get finance and your commercial value will get a valuation. It's good to see what one looks like now mm. as part of the training. Uh, that's like an exam a sample document, for instance. But, but what about, um, I think you mentioned checklists. Mm. So uh, let me think. Okay, so what about when you're doing your due diligence? When you're looking at a site, and you're doing your due diligence. What do you need to take off? To, to, to make sure it's it's good. It hasn't got mm. problems that could, you know, come back and bite you. Well, you may never have looked at a property before. Mm. And and certainly, like on the video content, they're, they're probably talking about due diligence. But 
a checklist. That would be really helpful. So if you've got a due diligence checklist where you could go through each of the items and sort of tick them off, you know, some are relevant to this particular deal, some aren't, but at least something like that. I'd want to see stuff like that, mm. not just hear the video, mm. but see documents um give me some checklists to make my life mm. easier when i'm actually got to the point of doing this stuff mm. you know i think that's i'd want to see that in a course for sure uh tools oh tools what things oh things that might help you yeah well yeah look um if, if something feasibility ca- calculator well we have one that's probably what jumped into your mind but yeah that's an example of a tool mm. uh i know some people have similar things in their courses and yes. some don't but if you've got to crunch the numbers which we have to do in property development because it's all about numbers property mm. development is all about numbers so I, I suppose then you could actually buy one separately oh you can buy or, stuff or create yeah. your own you can oh yeah look look you can you can buy um awesome. a fee, fee study you know you can buy a state master uh pretty expensive stuff or uh, maybe you don't need something as powerful. Um, but, you know, do you get something? Like that example yes. you gave, do you yes. get something to help you do a feasibility and, mm. and like a tutorial, that sort of stuff? But that's it. Um, some some people offer things like RP data mm-hmm. or Australian uh, property data. National property data. No, national property data. I always get it wrong. Uh, you know, whatever it is, 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 are there some tools? I mean, they're, they're available out there anyway, mm. uh, but, but some tools are free. Does it come worth your training? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of free tools out there, Die mm. Before You Dig and Good yep. Council websites and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but there are some paid ones. Yeah. Uh, what do you get? Do you get any of those as part of the package? I mean, that's relative to what you pay as well, of course. Mm. Um, but, yeah. But we're just talking about property development courses right now, just mm. a course mm. itself. Just courses, yeah. Yeah. And... You mentioned the word um, training, training, and on an in-person training, and yeah, as opposed to it. So, so, is the course once you purchase it, are you on your own, and that's it? Does it come with um, any opportunity to ask questions? Yeah. Does it come with any follow-up live um, workshops or trainings? That would be that would be another else. thing. Yeah, what's incorporated? Because they're, they're quite different. Um, learning online is great. I mean, it's a huge industry these days mm. because because you can do it by yourself in your own time Mm. and that's why it's great and if you're really keen you can make time Mm. and hurry up the process Mm. so i mean that's that's what's so fantastic about online quite different when you got like live in-person training yeah um that is there a component in the course that does that where you could go somewhere uh in a a live situation uh you know like a boot camp a workshop something like that where Mm. you meet other people uh, where you get live training, where you can ask live questions and all that. that is there a component of mm. that in it? That'd be another thing I'd want to know. So, so um, it's like, what are the extras that come with it? With yeah, it? yeah. What, 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 adds, what adds value to that? Yeah, th- yeah, there's basic things that you have to have, mm. of course, but then there's other things that are really good mm. as well as, you know. And, and I suppose, lastly, which can be somewhat sceptical, sketchy, I don't know the word, is reviews. Checking. Oh, yeah. I mean, we bought up, put somebody's name and look up scammer. Uh, but what if, you know, what are the reviews? And I do know that you can get fake reviews. Someone told me recently. Yeah. But I think there's a way system. you can work that out. I think the, I think the wording, oh, I don't I, I'm not 100% mm. sure on that. But what are the reviews like? Are there Yeah, well, if there's any? none, I'd want to know why. Yeah, you know what? I recently got fooled and talked into by a blooming salesperson mm. to pay for something. Yep. 
and I bought something mm. that wasn't what it was mm. and then the, you cannot see any reviews. I'm like, what an idiot I was because generally I mm. don't even go out for dinner without checking the reviews at a restaurant and looking at the menu and yep. I don't know, they were, it was such a good salesperson. So they talked me into buying this thing which was reasonably costly. Well, not too bad but it was enough and if there was, like, you couldn't look at the reviews because I really was going to go on and give them a bad mm-hmm. review because they ripped me off basically. Mm. You didn't get anything what they, what they said you were getting yeah. and oh my goodness, there was no way to see reviews. There were none which meant it was actually a, um, it was it was to get a website made just a little on the side thing I had mm. going on, getting a website made. No, not one way to see reviews. What an idiot! Yeah. Ah, oh, well, look, yeah, we've all made that mistake. Yeah. So yeah, reviews. In this case, if the reviews are switched off mm. on for, uh, we, or maybe I could have found them at another place. And there, there has to have been a place, but I didn't mm. spend any more time on it because I was too angry. Yeah, you know. But if if someone's got a like a heap of five star reviews, that it, it's probably a positive thing yeah definitely you know, four or five four and a half every i don't know whatever it is whatever whatever's good yeah some decent reviews decent yeah. reviews yeah so and even hmm? testimonials as well as reviews people that write um testimonials yeah. <laughs> i do yeah. Oh. yeah i know we both i mean laughing. there's there's written testimonials yeah. but but then like there's video w- w- yeah of course yeah yeah but even in the written ones like sometimes you see uh rj from New South Wales. <laughs> That's yep. the name of the person. Yeah, RJ, put your um, real name down. Yeah. yeah um, or Anyone could write that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And look, I know people that just write their own testimonials and make up a name and that, you know. So I think a lot of people these days treat um, written testimonials like that with not a lot of, you know, water. Unless it's got a full name and even a photograph as yeah. a, a much better way of dealing with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, video testimonials. Well, at least it shows that it's a real person, yeah. whether they're paid to do it or not, yeah. I don't know. But uh, but if there's a whole heap of people and they're using their real names and, and you know, you, you can even get permission via the author of the course to phone some of them and ask them, then that's about as genuine as you can get, and that is pretty genuine, yeah. Well, Bob, I think we've – do you want to just tie off on the must-haves mm. and then we'll give away our, uh, our free book today. But, okay. So if you want to just – let's just summarise the must-haves of a property development course if you're thinking of doing one. Okay. Due diligence on the who wrote it, who they are, what they are, are they really a developer, how long they've been around, all that sort of stuff, and ideally get to talk to them. I think that's important. There are also on the course itself, all those things we mentioned, needs the right amount of detail – needs to be easy uh, to understand. It needs to, it, it, uh, if, if it's in the different modalities that suits your particular type of learning, then that's great. Uh, know exactly what comes with it, not mm. just a video, but all sorts of other downloadable things that are really useful to you as well. And yeah, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's just, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of money involved in buying courses, uh, but if if it's not a good course, if there's stuff missing, if there's stuff that's incorrect, and it's going to cost you money. So it's really worth doing some serious due diligence on both the, the author and the course itself. Yep, basic stuff. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's. We tried to be as unbiased as possible, but uh, I'm going to give away the book right now, Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed. This week going to Reese Meredith. Reese, this is going to be in the post to you. And uh, I hope you enjoy, remember, straight to page 121, where 
all the good stuff is about property development. But you may still enjoy, there's like, you know, investing, renovating, lots of other strategies. And and guess what? I, I spoke to Reese yesterday. Yesterday yes. was it Saturday? There you go. There's an example. There, there you go. go. There you go. He had some questions. He did have some questions. Okay, well, we hope you have a fantastic week and found this somewhat useful. We will catch you next week for episode 91. Bye. Bye now.